Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. We're going to jump in to the Passion Week. Reminder, we're taking a break from the book of Acts, and we're looking at the last week that Jesus spent on earth. And reminder, he starts by riding into Jerusalem in this parade that we call Palm Sunday. Everybody's shouting Hosanna, and they're excited for him. Then he clears out the temple on Monday, and then he, he also has this discussion about faith with his disciples on Tuesday, that if they have great faith, that they can do anything. And then we've seen that through the book of Acts. We've seen the disciples later doing amazing things, bringing people back to life, for example. And then Wednesday, we don't hear much from Jesus. And we think maybe that's when he was out preparing because he knows what's about to happen. And it's kind of struck me this week because I'm in South Dakota and the wind has been blowing 60 miles an hour constantly for two days. And this has got to be almost like what it feels like. I'm going to walk outside and let you hear the wind. And this had to be a constant thing for Jesus as he uh, was preparing for his death, preparing for the crucifixion, preparing to be betrayed. We know on Wednesday that Judas started the plan to betray Jesus with a kiss. And now we're on Thursday. And Thursday is like, if you wanted to summarize it in one word, it would be goodbye. Goodbye, friends. Uh, Because he's gathering his closest friends together for the Passover. And the Passover was a celebration reminder to what happened back in in Egypt when they left in haste, or, or before they left in haste, they killed a lamb, they ate it together, they spread the blood over the doorpost, and that was a, a marker for the angel of death to pass over them. That's why it's called Passover. And so in the morning, Jesus tells his um, disciples to go find this upper room, uh, and then it will be totally prepared. And so Peter and John go and do that, and then we're going to pick up the story in John chapter 13, verse 1. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he would come from God and that he had come from God and would return to God. So I just want to pause. If you're Jesus and you know you have authority over everything, then you know you have the authority to not go through with the crucifixion. You have the authority to not be killed, buried, and left behind. You have the authority to not let one of your closest friends betray you. You can make all those things stop. But Jesus didn't choose that. John chapter 13, verse 4. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had he had around him. Now, just a quick side note: this is one of the uh, servants' jobs in the house. Uh, walking in that day, your feet became really, really gross. Uh, you wore sandals; it was uh, dusty everywhere. And so, when you got to the house, a servant would would wash your feet. And so it's really fitting to see this guy who has authority over everything get down and be humble enough to wash the feet of even the one who's about to betray him. Let's skip down to John chapter 13, verse 12. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done for you. 
And so Jesus isn't saying, you need to be Lord, you need to be king, you need to be ruler, you need to be in charge. He's saying you need to be humble, you need to be a servant, you need to give, you need to be generous, you need to do for other people what you would do for me. And so when we think of this feast, just to kind of bring this all home, they're eating the Passover lamb. They eat it together, okay? And then they uh, would spread this blood over the door as a marker of the angel of death passing over them, and yet Jesus is about to become the forever Passover lamb. He's about to take the place of that lamb forever, and we're going to read that in Luke chapter 22, verse 19. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He's saying, I am the lamb. You break this bread, it's reminding you that I am the lamb that died in your place once for all. And then he says, do this in remembrance for me. And that's why in many churches, we do communion every week. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. And so he actually is saying that blood spread over the door, this wine that we're drinking represents that. And it's my blood that we're representing, not that previous lamb, that lamb you had to do every year, but this once for all lamb. John chapter 13, verse 21. Now Jesus was deeply troubled and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. And the crazy thing is, he knows all. It's like that wind. It's just been hanging over him. It's been constantly pestering him in his ear that Judas is going to betray him. And he says, go do it. Then they sing a hymn, which is traditionally Psalm 118. And if you want to go back and read it, I encourage you. But I'm going to read the hymn to you and listen that this hymn was written thousands of years before Jesus' death. My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. And I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. I'll see you tomorrow. Let that be your prayer, and I encourage you to go read Psalm 118.